listening to Around Comics. Welcome back to another episode of Around Comics, the comic book podcast show, YouTube sensation. Where every where week we, we talk about everything in and around the world of comics and comics culture. You know what I always miss mm. was, uh, I kind of miss how we don't do, um, well, two things. We don't do the opening where it's like, you're listening to Around Comics, episode mm-hmm. 368. Mm-hmm. And we don't do the thing where we used to get like people that we'd have on the show going, you're listening to around comics. Oh Listen. yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Michael Levon Oming or whoever the hell or Mike, it's Mike Diodato jr. Who I found out this week is not Mike Diodato jr. But you, what? Sir, what? you sir are Christopher Neesman. I am. I am Brian Salazar. I wore the, sh- I wore the shirt for you today. Lucero. I met the bassist. Bass. Yeah. Bass player. player. Base, base man yeah yeah very nice man who owns a tattoo shop in memphis you got inked up there with your uh tom chris and brian tattoo that's right tcb baby right there <laughs> in the hand. TCB. Tom, chris, brian. i was not aware of that elvis thing and so you should it uh, completely oblivious like many many blind spots culturally my wife i think and it's you should one of- you showed it to me. You showed it to me. And I was like, does that stand for Tom, Chris, and Brian? Because that's cool, but really kind of fucking weird. <laughs> I mean, it's it, it's dual purpose. Let's just put it that way. It, it, it was, I was in Memphis. I went to Sun Records. I, I held Elvis's microphone. You know I'm a huge Elvis fan. I'm a huge Johnny Cash fan. The, that whole era of early rock and roll, I'm a big fan. And then there was a tattoo shop right around the corner. So I'm like, well, I gotta get a tattoo, and I gotta get an Elvis tattoo. So I got a little TC. But nice. hey, man, I'm I'm more than happy. <laughs> it also standing for Tom, Chris, and Brian. So that's I'm fine with that. That's that's your my TCB stand on oh, the TCB. I'm yeah. taking care of business. That's right. <laughs> taking care of business and Tom Christopher. <laughs> Brian, there you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, by the way, the, uh, uh, the fine hey, gentleman <laughs> that you're talking about is uh, John Stubblefield. Who, oh, the bass player of Lucero. Bass, yes. yes. And so my go, fans. I go to the tattoo place and there's this very heavily tattooed kind of bald, Older guy, kind of around my age, maybe a little bit younger than me, but you know, in the same era. And he's sort of just like in the shop. He's he's not a tattoo artist. He's just like hanging out. Super nice guy. And as I'm waiting and I'm getting my tattoo, we're just talking the whole time. And come to find out, he is a partnery part owner of the tattoo shop. And then come to find out, he is the bass player from Lucero. And I'm like, well, I don't know your band. But I know someone, I guarantee, who knows your band, and I can't wait to tell him 
that I met you. And uh, yeah, so and, and I did not know that you actually knew them, but oh, yeah. as soon as I because I after after I got the tattoo, I went back to my hotel and uh I'm like, well, I gotta find out who this band was, you know. So I looked it up and I listened to some of their song. I'm like, oh, this has gotta be a Chris band. I know for a fact this is a band Chris <laughs> likes. So, yeah. Yep. It was a neat, neat experience. Yeah, um, and um, uh, a couple uh, comic uh, cro- or connections there. Um, they um, uh, did a song uh, all about love and rockets. It's a uh, uh, we talked about that yeah, actually. Yeah, Maggie, 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 the mechanic. Because um, yeah, I told him I did a podcast, comic book mm-hmm. podcast, and he had some comic book tattoos. If I remember, he had a lot of tattoos. Uh, that that entire that entire band is really really well tattooed. <laughs> there, yeah, it's it's the culture. And whenever you go to a show, I mean, everyone in the audience is tatted up, and like really really attractive tattooed women kind of flock to that band. It's, <laughs> no, sure. it's a, it's a sight to see, but uh, Ben Nichols, who is the lead singer, did a great solo record uh, that was based on uh, blood Meridian. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Really, yeah. It's really good stuff. Uh, Crucy is a big fan of Ben Nichols and Lucero. Well, it was funny, you know, talking to him because at first I, you know, he was just a guy in the tattoo shop and we were just kind of bullshitting. And then he's like, Oh yeah, I'm in a band. I'm like, Oh, is it, you know, would I have heard of you? He told me the name of the band. I'm like, how cute. (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, I had no idea. I I'm like, ah, sorry. I just don't know the band, but it sounds cool. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. you know, but me, you know, I'm like, well, you know, where have you guys played? Are you, are you, Oh, he's like, Oh, we, we played all over, you know, I'm like, have you played in Chicago? Oh yeah. We, we play. And then he starts naming all the venues and I'm like, Oh, you're a real band. Like yeah. you're, you're a band band. Yeah. 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 It's the tattoo shop is not your primary job. Yes. That's when it, yeah, finally it occurred to me like, Oh, this is just, yeah. you're just hanging out. Cause you don't have anything else to do. Cause you're not on tour right now. So mm-hmm. yeah, was, he's, He's fun to see. He's a guy I would describe as uh, he plays angry. It's, I could see that. He, yeah. yeah I, but he was the nicest fellow. Oh, yeah. yeah. He and he's got the Elvis snarl thing yeah. on stage going big time. Yeah. He was a big uh, guy, too. He, yeah. He's a big, yeah. big, burly dude and super nice. And yeah, talked. I mean, the, the entire time we just kind of sh- shot the shit. And yeah. And uh, yeah, it was, it was cool. Yeah. Was they're a great fan. You would like them. So welcome to Around Lucero. Lucero Tom. <laughs> Tom. Hi, Tom. Hi. You're What's early. We, we we figured we'd just jump in and uh oh, my kids fell asleep easily. <laughs> wow, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Rarely happens, but when it does, oh it's sweet. Mm. Mm. Man, that was that was like we we would put our kids to bed around we'd start to put them to bed around 7 30, 8 o'clock, and that was always like, okay, now it's Mommy and daddy time. We finally have a little bit of peace, a little bit of quiet. Mm-hmm. You know, and but it was a regimented thing. It's like, nope, you're going to bed early. It's bedtime. It's bedtime. I need bedtime. Yeah. Go to bed. I can't get my son out of bed. <laughs> in his bed. I mean, he does basically school from his bed now. Eventually, there'll be the transition with my son to the same. Yeah. He's still like I. He gets up at six a.m. Yeah, I and I like I want to watch cartoon. You know, like he's early rising. Do man, 
things to do. it was awesome when our kids started sleeping in. Like I remember that, like going, "Oh man, it's a Saturday, and my kid's not waking <laughs> me up at seven thirty. Feed me, awesome. feed me." Yeah, and then yeah. They, once they started sleeping, I remember one year, my daughter, uh, she was she's the older one, so she was always the instigator. <laughs> But like mm-hmm. Christmas mornings, it would be her, you know, she would sort of get up really early and then she'd get her brother and then they'd come wake us up so they could go open presents. And I remember one Christmas, I she kind of comes into our room at 4.30 in the morning and we're yeah. like, no, no, go to bed, go no. back to bed, <laughs> do not get out of your bed for at least three more hours. You're not, we're not getting up at 4.30 in the no. morning. Yeah. Was yeah. Now sure. it's... Yeah. Okay, you guys gonna get up at some point today, or you know, <laughs> it's noon, and we still haven't had Christmas. So you guys, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. So Tom, do you know Mike Diodato, the artist, the comic book artist? Obviously, yeah. Uh, okay, did you know he his name is not Mike, Mike Diodato? Diodato. He, no, I mean he is Brazilian, and his actual name is Diodato Tumaturgo. Borges Philo. <laughs> okay, I see why he might have <laughs> he changed yeah. it to Mike. Yeah, just call me Mike. Just call me Mike Diodato. That yeah. blew me away this week when I learned that. I'm like, what? Hey, hey I'm Mike Diodato. <laughs> yeah, I thought he was some dude from like yeah. Long Island. <laughs> I've never seen him before, and I mean this kind of as a compliment. He absolutely looks like a Bond villain. <laughs> he does kind of look like. Yeah, he's bald. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he has a plan to rule the world. Hey, Mike Diodato. I don't understand why he goes around. He goes by Mike Diodato Jr. Like, what? what why are you Mike Diodato? Who's Mike Diodato Sr.? He's got creative. It's a lot of mysteries here. I know. I, I'm, yeah. I need to talk to Mike Diodato. He, but he probably speaks Portuguese because he's Brazilian. Probably. Probably. Yeah. My Portuguese. Short. Not good. Short interview. <laughs> yeah, it would be very short. I like your work. See, see, right. That's, all right. That's, uh, all right. With us. Thank you. Get back to work. Mm-hmm. I should really work yeah. on porch. Kind of like my talk with Neil Adams. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, oh. you didn't have enough cash. No, it's it, no. He actually, he was actually pretty gracious. Uh, whenever we talked, I, I don't know if he knew what a podcast was at the time, but I think he was happy. He, he was, he, he likes to hold court. So, oh, yes. Yeah. And I, enjoy, and I enjoy, I enjoy talking to him. That was awesome. um, my dinner with um, uh, Wagner, Matt Wagner. Yeah, like to hold court. Very much, yeah, likes to be uh, uh, yeah. the guy talking. <laughs> and <laughs> that didn't really work well with me because I'm... You also like to talk. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I was, I don't think I, um, I don't think I really enamored my just a whole meal right where you're like interjecting. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was just me. Ah, ah, let me. It's like, ah, you don't understand how this works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not getting See, it. Yeah. So you don't understand how dinner with me works. No, no. And that was the uh, Andy Parks was nice enough to invite me to dinner because he knew I was a big Matt Wagner fan and he, mm-hmm. uh, he invited me to dinner. And I hope I, I apologize to him afterwards. Yeah. I'm like, Andy and Matt don't talk anymore. Yeah, probably not. Probably After just, that asshole at dinner, <laughs> just kept talking. Who brought this guy? 
Well, actually, I have something to say about that. Matt <laughs> 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 <Not> Wagner. <laughs> I think I think at one point I was explaining to him. Uh, oh uh, no! You know, Mage. What, I'm going to explain Mage to you. Yeah, I, it was really something. about. I don't think you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you my take. Yeah. On it. Would you mind? Let me tell there? you. Mm-hmm. While you're enjoying that seventy dollars steak, could you? Yeah. Mind if I? Uh... Here's my problem with Grendel. You eat, and I'll tell you about your work. <laughs> oh God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> who was it? Who was it that you were mad at for years because you had a dream that they stole your bike? No, that's not. That is not actually what happened. I know, and I keep bringing it up that way because I love yeah. hearing the story. No, um, Tim Seeley had a dream that he stole his bike but tim is never mad Ooh. at any um i can't think of his name now Isn't that uh, john Ca- cassidy yes john, Ca- Cass- Cass- <laughs> john cassidy so no i was uh i was really drunk at a convention <laughs> and i was in a conversation a three-way conversation with John Cassidy and someone else, I think it may have been Joe Casada. <laughs> and for some reason, the entire time, because I was drunk, I kept going, John Cassidy is an asshole. And I went to bed thinking John Cassidy is an asshole. And then I woke up going, I was not invited. into that <laughs> conversation, okay. And I was the asshole. John Cassidy was fine. He was very pleasant <laughs> and gracious. Considering I drunkenly butted my way into a conversation <laughs> with him and Joe Casada, and neither one of them and his boss, basically, yes. yeah, yes. his boss, you know, the 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 lifeline of his livelihood. Yeah, Joe was. Yeah, yeah it was. Although, although I will say, at one point, I think there was an, a weird moment where uh, Cassidy was sort of. He was basically doing what I was doing to Joe to Joe Casada. He was like telling him how comics should work. <laughs> so I wasn't the only asshole, but he wasn't an asshole to me at all. He was like I said, yeah. he was actually very gracious and putting up with a drunken idiot. He just like inserted his way yeah, into yeah. a conference. Well, his his dream self did steal Seely's bicycle. I didn't know that till after though. No. I found out after the fact. That was that was nothing to do with it at all. Classic yeah. astral projection, John Cassidy. I, mm-hmm. I have no idea. I think it was just because Cassidy was a very, you know, popular, good-looking, you know, comic book artist, and I was probably just mad that he was that, and I wasn't. And then <laughs> so, I'm still mad such a, at him. This guy's I'm, such a dick. I'm still mad at him. So good-looking and talented. Yeah, yeah. Pope, uh, uh, Sean. Um, uh, what's his McKeever? name? Absolutely. Yeah, no. Sean McKeever gorgeous. <laughs> Mike Norton. <laughs> Mike Norton's gorgeous. Yeah. They're yeah. all another yeah. beautiful man. It's it, it actually it's not fair to be that good looking and Sean that freaking talented. It's yeah. Sean McKeever. As Sean McKeever. That's yeah. too much that's too much animal magnetism and talent wrapped up into it really is one really. human being. And I love Sean. Uh, what's your favorite Cassidy work? We're talking about Cassidy for a second. Um, oh, it has to be. Um, 
planetary the easy answer yeah planetary yeah. would be yeah. probably my favorite i mean i i he was he did a lot of great covers but i'm trying to think of like the joss whedon fun. run on uncanny x-men was really yeah. good i refuse to answer i won't <laughs> i won't be put on the spot because he's an asshole or <laughs> no, i won't be put on the spot like this I'm, uh, i'll give you an answer next week <laughs> I need to research. Yeah. You uh, mentioned, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, Andy Parks. Uh, Cassidy, I think, did all of the Lone Ranger covers on Andy's oh, he did, Lone Ranger yeah. run. So, did, he so did, it, all, uh, it all comes back around. He did the um, Ultimates. Did he do the Ultimates covers? No. Uh, you're thinking of Astonishing X-Men, I think, probably. Okay. Probably. I liked Astonishing X-Men a lot. Planetary, though, I, I mean, that's got a, a soft... I mean, there's a soft space in my heart for that, for yeah. sure. That didn't make any sense. Um, there's a soft, a soft space in your heart. There's a soft spot in my head. Did I, that uh, did come out as a as an abs. Oh yeah, it did. Yeah, it's oh shit. Yep. It's two. It's two absolutes. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Finally, around. Yeah, I remember one of them was kind of hard to find for a while. They put it back in print. So pretty there, soft. Uh, they're pretty expensive, I think. They, Are they? Uh, Ooh, good. Yeah, I think they're. I just had funny enough. I just had that conversation with my wife. We were, so we we're getting a lot of um about who, what your favorite John John Cassidy work was. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm very interested in what she had to say. What's your favorite? Who? <laughs> yeah, she didn't have an answer. She was much like Tom. She refused to answer. I refused to be put on the spot like that. We're getting um. We, we're getting our kitchen redone, and so we're like living out of our, you know, bedrooms and in our basement. And we were talking about the basement, and she was like, "Well, I mean, you have the entire basement because the basement is basically a library of hardcovers you know, and comic book art." And um, she's like, "Well, look at all this junk." I'm like, "Hey, this stuff's valuable. <laughs> this stuff is all worth more money than what I paid for when I die." You're going to be able to sell this for lots of money, probably mm -hmm. not. Yeah. But um, yeah, there's got to be a bag death of Superman in there somewhere. Oh, yeah, is that worth a lot now? Is that an uh... X Force number one? Okay, so here's a weird thing. I yes. saw that X Force number one bagged uh, uh, the bagged ones with I it was a Deadpool card. I think was actually going for big money on eBay. It was Everything. some collectibles are insane right now anything comic book related any kind of uh baseball card any kind of collectible cards really? are being big money now the marvel cards remember the marvel cards those oh, are yeah. starting yeah. yeah collectibles are huge right now everything i mean comic book art comic books uh everything from when we were in our 20s now mm -hmm. that's how because we're old or, well except for tom but me and you when we were in our 20s everything yeah. is collectible now so um, like all the cds in the basement i sold on to them i don't know if cds yeah. are back yet <laughs> they, they'll come around though you got to give it a couple 20 more years cds here's the funny thing i i went into the uh uh local record store today and and had a box of cds we're trying to get rid of them we probably have Six or seven thousand like, CDs. Take that immediately to the dumpster. Well, no, no, they actually. If, this was at work in Janesville, Wisconsin, where apparently there's still a lot of people that listen mm -hmm. to CDs. 
and uh and so uh yeah i was able to uh turn in that uh that box of cds for a couple vinyl records and Dude, i'm just like try. that's weird <laughs> it's you the whole idea uh uh like a resale shop where it's like cds and vhs tapes and mm. you know, yeah i could call it disco round disco round yeah, <laughs> yeah it's coming back it's all Everyone. coming around DHS will be back. There'll be like I, a VHS. I think VHS, there are some collectible VHS already. And I have one that I think one day will be collectible, but I cannot say what it is. I, I, I will not. I can't. I can't. Yeah, I can't. Disney? Is it a Disney no, no, vault? It's not. It's not. Is, is it something in the, is it in the Disney saying, vault? Not, you can guess all you want. I will not. Never. Do, do they still have the Disney vault? Do they still say that it's a, oh, available for a limited time before it goes back into the Disney the, vault? Sal's got an Ernest Goes to Camp VHS with like a misprint on the cover. No, because he would be proud of that. This is something that obviously is either a, a little too um, risque. I'm not saying anything. <laughs> or it's something that he's truly, truly embarrassed about. Both. Uh, it's both of those things, yes. Yeah, interesting. It's not like the original VHS of the Super Bowl shuffle or anything like that. No, no, no. Not saying, I'm not confirming or denying anything. Expensive erotic thriller VHSs. <laughs> Let me Google that. <laughs> so, for the listeners out there or viewers, why don't you chime in on what you think is in? Sal's VHS collection. Oh, it's in my vault. It's in <laughs> Sal's <laughs> Available Just for a limited time before it goes back into Sal's goes vault. Back in the vault. I don't, yeah, yeah, that's right. I got a few things in there. A couple of things. There's you, a won't George tell, you won't even tell us off camera, will you? Uh, I don't want to know. Mom <laughs> <laughs> doesn't want to be sure. I refuse to I be prefer on this about what, what work I enjoy, and I, I do not want to know mystery. what is in Sal's video collection. <laughs> the mystery that's where the magic is yeah it's enticing yes titillating yeah. what could it be what could it be what are you drinking in the box what's in the box drinking a heart seltzer oh of a brand that i work on oh you got you got a few yeah. <laughs> throwing your way you tossed comps. I got a few hard seltzers in the refrigerator. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you come over here, don't worry. There'll be some hard seltzer. <laughs> don't bring any. Don't bring any hard seltzer. Don't bring keep, any. Keep, I got your, your white claw at home. Yeah. Don't bring that. Yeah. Don't bring the white claw. No. <laughs> that trash. That yeah. Trash. I, Garbage. It, it's great. I went to the grocery store the other day, and everything is a hard seltzer. <laughs> Everything. Oh yeah. Oh, it's, it's... Bud Light. Yeah. Bud Light seltzer. Yeah. 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 I guess the, the new one that all the kids are drinking is is truly. Wayne M Masso uh, says his guess. He's guessing. We got guesses. We have okay. the collection. Is Wayne Masso's guess? I will not. They have a hard seltzer too. I don't know what the... Seika was a porn star, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wait, uh, it's. One of those Ewok movies that just came out on Disney Plus. <laughs> Damn it, Caravan. Tom, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, they just—I have yet to watch it. Out. What is it? Caravan. Monica. Caravan of Courage, an Ewok adventure. Yes. That... <laughs> Monica M says, "Back to the Future." Back... Well, that's back not from the. No, she's back from the future. Oh, which back that, from the... 
Yeah, that was the um, that was the Chinese knockoff version of Back to the Future. <laughs> Back from the Future. Yeah, my, Michael J, Michael J. Fax was was I in mean, that one. Back to the Future doesn't really make any sense. Back from the Future. Mm-hmm. I have to make get it. Back to the Future. Marty, I've got to go. Back but they didn't the actually future. do that until the second one, right? No, that was the that was the uh, the. Oh yeah, you're right. It was the end line. In they the got first back movie. to the present. Not no, D- Doc had to take him back to the future. To the present. Every- Listen, the end of the, the first name, movie. The end the of name the first worked. movie. People <laughs> saw the movie. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember. I'm trying to make sense of it. No, it's not back from the future. But good guess. Good guess, Monica M. Keep trying. If somebody Is it back guessed, to the future, not no. It's a yeah. It's a bootleg copy. <laughs> On a, on a, it is a it is a copy. It is a bootleg copy of a movie on a Polaroid VHS tape. That's yeah, but I but that's as far as I'm going. It's really that hint doesn't really give you much. Yeah, yeah. Polaroid. It's just like a Wu Tang thing. It's the movie that was uh, never never released. <laughs> you know, you are you are Martin Screlly. I can't say. I can't. You, I can't give any more details. It's okay. I don't know if the statute of limitations is up at this point. It's, I mean, is it like you know the the, the Kennedy assassination? I mean, does, <laughs> rare, rare. Does, is it is it is it the the off speculated but never confirmed second camera? <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny, sir. I will not. I will not. Pointed back All at right. the depository. So I'm looking at 50 most valuable VHS tapes, guys. Wow! Uh, that, <laughs> wait a minute, that, that actually exists, huh? Yeah. What's uh, what's number? Oh wait, it's Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas. <laughs> My God, what is that worth? Nine hundred dollars. The Fox and the Hound Black Diamond Edition from Disney is worth one thousand four hundred ninety-five. Who's buying dollars? That? What? I don't think you I'm- get. At least you get a movie. It could be one of those non-fungible tokens. Which, <laughs> hey man, that's a it's a way Slow for digital artists yeah. to make money. I don't know. I don't. I, I get that. Me. I I can understand the digital. I can understand like the the digital art ones. I get. I can like wrap my head. I can also sort of wrap my head around like the NBA one. I don't even know what that is. I don't understand. Oh, it's like you know, like. <clears throat> You can own a non-fungible token that's linked to like a highlight. So you can own like Michael Jordan beating the Cavaliers at the last second. You know, like you can buy a to- a token that represents that. Like, and I can kind of wrap my head around that, right? Did like, you see that on YouTube? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's it. It's like the the it's you know it's not actually anything other than like you have a bunch of like. Um, code that tells you that you own it. That's probably burned up, burned, burned up, a, burned up Sal, a forest to generate. It's <laughs> Sal. This entire conversation is going to anger you if oh. we continue because and it's, it's, like, it's essentially are it's like Bitcoin, but instead of imagining you have a coin, yeah, you imagine you have a well, Bitcoin basketball highlight. Yeah, it's like, yeah. yeah. Well, money is dumb if you think about it. I mean, hey, my Dogecoin is up over uh, six cents today. Hey, man, are you rich yet? No. 
I no. I officially own about if I was rich, I wouldn't seventy dollars in Dogecoin. If I was rich, I wouldn't be doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tom. Yeah, I'd have something else to do. I did have someone legitimately tell me years ago when when Bitcoin was like nine, it was about nine dollars a coin. He's like, dude, you should you should really buy some of this. And I'm like, what? I didn't understand it then. I'm like, what? What? What is it? What is it? And is it? Like, seriously, you sh it's going to be worth a lot of money. And he had invested a, a pretty good chunk of money in it. And I'm like, ah, that's he was stupid. right. You turn do around. I know, and do, I know this person? do I you know this around. person? No. Oh, um, okay. No. You turn around and you looked at a bunch of X Force number ones sitting on your <laughs> desk. And you're like, this is no. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah. I I don't quite get. Um, uh, I, I used to yell at my kids, or I still do, whenever they would buy stuff in video games. Because I'm like, you're spending money on clothes for a character in a video game. Like, what the fuck mm -hmm. are you doing? But that's ten times better. At least you can get some sort of joy out of that, yeah. I guess. I thought, I literally thought that, and that NFTs were, you get access to, like, something that no one else can see like you can only see like like a piece of art yeah you, you yeah. have access to view it you get to always... you get to imagine that you have an emotional attachment yeah to a thing. you, you just got a digital so certificate of authenticity that is so much dumber than i thought it was oh my god what is wrong with people have too much money and just free time or something i don't I think I think honestly, that's why I, we're gonna sell kind of NFT of every single one of our episodes. We absolutely should. <laughs> we should. Non fungible token. Mm -hmm. So you, what would that? I don't even get it. Why would anyone want something? Is it? It's well, just it's because we can flip it. That's the only reason. So it's just it's just a stock. It's just yeah. A, it's, it's it's like it's like Bitcoin in a sense that so like the only here, thing here. it's worth is that you can mm -hmm. sell it to somebody else for more. So you, know, you can think, buy stuff think about this. Buy so say say there is a say there is a famous painting in a museum. Yeah. And the museum which they're doing this will sell an NFT of the image of that Mona Lisa. We'll say yeah, we'll say Mona Lisa. So someone buys the the NFT of the Mona Lisa, well they own that white digital NFT. And Tom, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, because you're, you're, you're way hipper on this than mm -hmm. and a lot of other things as well. But, um, so then say there's a multi-billionaire, Bezos buys the Mona Lisa and he has the actual Mona Lisa Bernie's because, because he has so much money, he would probably want to own the NFT on that as well. Right. So he I, would go and try and, and wrestle it back and maybe, pay someone tons of money just because it's a, it's an ownership thing. It's people attach value to ownership, therefore it makes people want to own it, right? So much. I hate mm -hmm. I hate people. Why I don't I mean they only exist to be flipped or yes. to launder money is when or is it to just to like a yeah, like, sure. a, like a like a pride thing? Yeah, I'm sure there's some oh, oh, it's it's bragging rights. Yeah. yeah. It's I listened to it is on in um if if you want to learn more about NFTs, and I need to go back and listen to it, um, um, is it uh, on on NPR? It's uh, it's been a minute. 
is a is a pretty good show on there. And this last this last episode <laughs> that sounds they, like all what? the show. It's been a, it, it's like it's been a all named like it's been a minute or <laughs> yeah. coffee break Thank or you. coffee break. <laughs> All right, your Wait morning show. Yeah, they, they, they spent about 15 minutes on, on NFTs. Actually, a, another Wait. good one is, is called Reveal. And uh, they had, um, uh, God, uh, Chuck Dixon on during the comic skate stuff. And that was an interesting listen. Maybe instead of learning with your ears, you should read <laughs> a book. I would. Yeah. Well, pictures. And <laughs> Wayne Masso. Yeah. Says NFTs are a way to launder money. That's a good way to launder that money. Seems legitimate. That seems. I don't you know. Can't if I, sell it for a large amount of cash quickly, right? And then flip well, it. I know. Like it. most um, cryptocurrency started out as just a way to buy drugs on the internet. Yeah, like wouldn't that like silk? Like Bitcoin was tied in with like the Silk Road. The is that what it was? The digital Silk yeah. Road or whatever it was. I I. <laughs> A friend of mine just told me a story about how when he was in college, he would go to a bank and deposit cash in a anonymous account, and then they would they would send or they would give him a bitcoin, and then he would send that to another anonymous account, and then they would send him drugs. He's like, it was super sketchy, but it works. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I don't. I'm like that. Seems really like a lot of work. To, I don't know what he was buying, but uh, yeah. And when when are, when are Marvel and DC going to start selling NFTs of like Amazing Fantasy number fifteen? I would be shocked if they weren't already doing it, and if they're not doing it, they should be doing it. So you could, I mean, you could make an NFT of anything. Yeah, I mean, it's essentially barely attached. Like we're going to see NFTs of like. Cardi B's ass, or oh, like, yeah. you know, the, like you're gonna have like NFT. Pizza Hut sold one of a pixelated pepperoni. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I mean, it, they're it's barely attached to reality. All right, like we, I said, I can wrap, I can wrap my head around like a digital artist making something and selling an NFT to mm -hmm. it. Like essentially, like if you're creating, like um, you know, this artist that create totally digital like Photoshop experiences. Like, how do you actually own that i mean i don't know you can own an nft and i can kind of wrap my head around like there's the actually a, that, that there sort was... of like owning it mm -hmm. or even like the highlights i can kind of see the emotional attachment of like oh i own this highlight but then you get into like pixelated pepperonis and then i'm starting to be like ah, i i'm having a hard time wrapping out you're you're out at pixelated pepperonis well, the, the other ones i can kind of wrap my head right. around like what See, why you would want it maybe you know like i need to start a new business i need a coder because we i thought what an nft was was like an artist would create something digitally and then it would be encrypted and you would buy the token so that you could open it and view it that's what i thought like mm. a digital art nft was. was like okay i could kind of get that like you're the only one who owns that and then you know, you're the only one that can actually open it and view it, or maybe you put it on an iPad and hang it on a wall, <laughs> you know, or something, or, or, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like that to me, that makes sense. Like, yeah, let's I, do that. Let, how do I do that? I need knows? to start a business here. I need a coder who can code who's out there. Wayne Masu Maso or Monica M. Can you, either of you code? 
Welcome to three old men talk. What is this computer? It's a computer coin. But it's not real. I don't understand. What do you mean I can own a Michael Jordan highlight? I'm the only one that can see it. What's I've, a Dogecoin? No, anyone can see it. I had a, I I had a, an old man moment on on Twitter today where I I was I was complaining and not complaining but I was the more stuff came out about Ray Fisher and Joss Whedon and and Jeff Johns and, and the whole Justice League movie and and stuff mm. and, uh and I was like and I read the article about it and Ray Fisher was saying like he you know basically what it seems to me like his complaints boil down to initially he had a bigger role and he had a big part of sort of the this backstory of cyborg and then when joss whedon came in he kind of did away with all that and was like no we're gonna we're gonna make it more friendly and we're gonna lighten things up we don't want this dark tone and so a lot of it got cut and and he didn't like the way it was handled blah blah, blah. and and i was just like well yeah that's i mean that's not that uncommon it's a director and but i'm like man i know this is an old man this t thing to say but it's like could you imagine ray fisher working with like Hitchcock or oh, yeah or or you know uh, not Scorsese um what's his name Stanley Kubrick or the you know like these notoriously yeah. hard ass directors you know it's like I don't agree with Stanley's vision of the movie it's like yeah. oh well that's okay. cute <laughs> but yeah, it was I knew it was an old thing to say I am an old man it's okay now I can be an old man I am. Mm -hmm. uh, uh. <laughs> Old man knows the cloud. Silly kids and your back in the silent movies, you would have had to really act. Right. You couldn't use your voice. Yeah, it had to be your face. Mm-hmm. The talkies ruined everything. Oh what? Oh my god, we got a long hmm? comment here. I'm not sure I wanna I wanna read this. Do we wanna we'll read this go later? NFTs? No, you know, really all right, let's move on. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne, we can't. Uh, yeah, this would be for our own reading. I, I, I feel like we're gonna fall into. Yeah, just okay. listen to uh, oh, it basically uh says no. comics is is getting into the NFT space. And oh, okay, of course they're. Yeah, so there's money to be made. Yeah, <laughs> there, there is it's comics, baby. That's right. Let's make some That's money. Speaking of comics, yes, Tom, I yeah. know you had some stuff you wanted to talk about. Comic mm. related. <laughs> Oh, a lot of Teen Titans. Uh, yeah, so I was watching. Uh, I feel like we don't talk enough about Teen Titans Go, which might actually be the best comic book adaptation going, <laughs> going as far as like. It is awesome. It's, it's awesome. It's great. It's the. Uh, it's also the Teen Titans Go in the movies is one of my favorite comic book. It's legit. Teen Titans Go makes me laugh out loud when I watch it, which is really hard to do. And. Uh, it's gotten to the point now when I read other things with the Teen Titans, I have a hard time not imagining, like, I'm like, this is not the Teen Titans Go care. Yeah, like Beast Boy. I just think of the Teen Titans Go Beast Boy whenever I see Beast Boy. And there's a little part of me that's a little disappointed that it's not the Teen Titans Go Beast Boy. <laughs> you know, like, it's just like something about that show is just very, like... It's fun. Uh, it's fun, and Ooh. it's very clever and like they do lots of very clever things and they had an episode with a uh, de la soul the top <laughs> group was it and i was like I, I was watching it with my son uh and i was like oh de la soul's in this i was like oh they're really in this like they're in the whole story for like 
the well, whole, you know, 11 minute story. And it's all about the, uh, the, uh, it's a, it's a very meta episode, right? Because first of all, the Teen Titans are trying to help De La Soul get their music back, which if you know anything about uh, De La Soul's uh, current status is like uh, many of their most famous and critically acclaimed albums are not available on streaming because their record company and them have never been able to agree on how to split the royalties. And it's always Ooh, been like okay. a very contentious thing. Uh, mm -hmm. It gives me a chance to plug one of my favorite podcasts from this last year. There's a uh, it's, uh, uh, let me look up the exact name of it. It was a podcast all about Prince Paul, the producer who worked on the first three De La Soul albums with De La Soul. And, uh, you know, when they first started, they kind of were kind of careless about what samples they used with stuff because they didn't think that they were going to be popular. And yeah. like, well, that was that was their... also a time that oh, there was a lot of like legal gray area on sampling until like like Paul's Boutique could never be made today. Well, they like, they no so what ended up happening was is like they listed everything that they made, right? They're like, here's all the songs we did. They gave it to the record company, and essentially their version of the story, at least Prince Paul's version of the story, is that the record company said they got it all cleared, but really all the record company did was go clear the ones that were the most obvious because they didn't wow. think this was going to be anything big. Yeah. And then, you know, me, myself and I became like a legitimate, like top 40 hit. And then everyone came after them because now everyone was paying That's attention to it. And all of a sudden they realized that all the stuff they thought they had permission for, they didn't have permission for Like they didn't really pay for any or, or get it cleared. And so ever since then, like, their music in the digital age has always been sort of like wrapped up in all kinds of different legal issues, you know, like to put it on Spotify or something, Tommy mm -hmm. boy, their former label would put it up there, but De La Soul would only get 10% of like the royalties. So De La Soul said, no, we're not going to put it up if we're only going to get that much. It's been like this contentious thing for a long time. And that's kind of in a backwards way with the show has been <laughs> was about was an alien comes down and digitally sucks up all of De La Soul's music, <laughs> and the Teen Titans are trying oh. to impress De La Soul with like, hey, yeah, we're super cool. We can get you to Mars to go find these the the alien that ate all your music. So they take the Titans Tower to Mars to fight this alien, and finally they defeat him and get their music back. But there's tons of like De La Soul references within it. The Podcast is called What Had Happened Was, and it's uh, hosted by Open uh, Open Mike Eagle, who's a hip hop artist. And uh, the first series is all with Prince Paul, which was my favorite podcast this past year. There's like ten episodes. It was nice. awesome. Lots of cool stories in it, but it was really funny and really well done. And I was just, I was like, man. De La, they actually got De La Soul to be on this, uh, the real actual De La Soul to voice their characters who had like superpowers based around their songs. <laughs> and like, it was, it was just really cool. And it, it was, was really, episode of Teen Titans Go. yeah. And it was very meta, but it was, it was really clever and really funny. And my son really enjoyed it and asked me who De La Soul was afterwards. But well, it son, made me think you. a lot about Teen Titans, you know, because I was like, oh, that's crazy. I'm sort of thinking about, uh, you know, how Teen Titans has sort of become mainly Teen Titans Go, but also the Titans series on WB. Titan, to me, it feels like uh, 
I don't know, the Teen Titans are kind of having like a, um, a cultural renaissance in that they seem to have grown into something that kind of extends outside of the comics in a way that I wouldn't have imagined kind of when I was a kid, you know, in the same sense of like, there's been so many Titans cartoons of all various degrees mm-hmm. of like tone, you know, from your yeah. very silly Teen Titans Go to, you know, your Young Justice, which is more of like your serialized mm-hmm. story style to other Teen you know, like Teen Titans have been done a bunch of different ways. And it really got me thinking about like, oh man, there's really been so many adaptations of the Teen Titans just in the last, like, I don't know, 20 years, which I, I guess when I was a kid, I would never have thought the Teen Titans while they were like a really popular comic book, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever would have thought like, oh, there'll be like cartoons of them. But that, I mean, I guess that's true for everything in comics. <laughs> now there's one of everything. But sure. uh, it also... Uh, no, they were the sidekicks. Of, they were the... Yeah. But, 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 it, but if you think about it, like, I mean, my kid loves Teen Titans Go, but he, but he loves Robin. Like, yeah. he, he likes... Well, he likes... Is that, Dam- is that Damien? Most. Yeah. He, but he likes all Robins, like in 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 you know in anything. You know, he, Robin's the coolest, and it's like it's so funny that kids, you know, Robin was created for kids to get kids to like Batman, and and it worked. And it, it works. Still works. <laughs> yeah, it fucking it still works. They love Robin, like they still love Nightwing and and all the Robins, and it's like, yeah, yeah. That it's funny that those all those characters were created for that same reason. And they've yeah. survived and, it, and sort of survived, yeah. And it's sort of interesting to think about to think about certain things in comics as being sort of like indelible in a sense. You know, like the Teen Titans have sort of become like when you think of the Teen Titans, they're sort of an indelible definition of like, oh, that's Robin and Starfire and Beast Boy and Cyborg and like the Avengers. Or yeah, like and it's weird, but that, yeah. It's like it didn't always used to be that. I mean, it was that for a long time, but there was in lots of iterations. But now suddenly it's like they're they do have like this very defined sort of existence, which I, I think is like a strange transition that comics go through sometimes, or even like um I think the X-Men used to have that, but now I don't think they do, where like there's a defined like oh, if you're gonna name the X-Men. Here's who's in the X Men, right? right? Like Cyclops and yeah, I think it used to have that when the cartoon was around, but then over the years, I think between all the movies and everything, that's sort of been not in a bad way, diluted yeah. in a strange yeah. way. Where well, now different eras have different. Like yeah. if you ask my niece, who is not a comic book fan, but yeah, she grew up on the '90s X Men cartoon. Rogue and Gambit are mm-hmm. her favorite X Men. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm. I think that's part of it too. It's mm-hmm. just like it keeps changing with eras, but the Teen Titans has kind of stayed. It always comes back to that. It yeah. always comes back to like that version of it. And, Ro- and Robin and now, you know, and Cyborg. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's interesting. Uh, it's Raven. like that's Teen Titans. Like yeah. when you see te- the Teen Titans are back, that's the group that you are like. Yeah. Do you think everyone's like that? Do I, you know, the I'll never forget the first time that. I talked to someone and Kyle Kyle Rayner was their Green Lantern. And I'm just like, what? Really? Yeah. Uh, but I mean, so like, yeah, for us, Teen Titans is that that core group. 
for for people that have been reading Teen Titans off and on, do you think there's a lot of are there a lot of different answers? Like I no. the what the Arsenal version or I'd be surprised yeah. just because yeah. like I don't think any whenever, of them worked other than this group that they way. don't. Yeah, they always yeah. sort of not quite stick around or last very long. There's I you know there's just something yeah. about for whatever reason you know like people. I love no, I, Wolfman, Teen Titans, mm -hmm. right? They, for whatever, however they figured it out, they figured out something very unique with that book where they created like something that has had an impact and people return to again and again. And they're always intrigued by that mix of characters. Yeah, like. I am, I always am. Yeah. I, I always want to see, and, and I don't necessarily always like it, but I'm always intrigued by it and you go, okay, I'm going to, you know, if they relaunch the teen Titans and it's that group again, it's like, okay, I'm going to give it a chance again. I want to see it again. And I've, you know, there's been multiple, multiple versions and multiple, multiple relaunches, but there's been relaunches that I liked. I, and then I like, it comes back around. I like the cat, the Cassie, you know, uh, wonder girl and the, the Connor Kent Superman or Superboy. You know, I like that era as well. But that's probably more because of Young Justice than it is about yeah. a lot of those Titan. Well, it also sort comics, of linked yeah. up with uh, I read uh, Teen Titans Academy, which is like the new Teen Titans uh, book. That's sort of definitely Teen Titans meets the New Mutants, essentially, where Titan <laughs> the Titans are now it's a school to teach okay. kids how to you know with superpowers how to be heroes. Uh, and yeah, I'm I'm just a sucker for that combination of characters because I'm like, this issue has all kinds of problems with it. There's too many characters. I don't know who the hell. There's too many new characters. Uh, it does have a bonus of a gorilla character, right? Which is always a good thing. There you go. But um, you know, I'm a sucker for that combination of characters because I'm like, yeah, I'll read this. And then at the end, even though I was sort of like, God, there's so many characters. I don't know what's kind of going yeah. on. I still liked it because I like those characters and I like seeing them together cool. well that was the thing i i uh i read that issue and it was like ah eh, it, it, like you said it, there there were problems with it but it was like i liked seeing the teachers or the professors you know what i mean yeah. like it was, it was that that's ah, it's nightwing and starfire yeah. i like that and beast boy and cyber yeah. you know like it's... i want to see them i don't really care about the kids so much <laughs> but yeah <laughs> that group i i like i did like and also what's interesting too is you know, that Red X character, it got, it got me really thinking about, like, the, the what's interesting about, like, a lot of the Batman characters is how, like, the wall between the comics and animated has dissolved so much sure. in the Batman universe where things sort of interchangeably move between them, you know, where, like, Red X was an animated character, you know, like, but he's treated... Yeah, yeah, like it's just treated uh, like it's part of the story, right? We're we're but well, we're kind of doing it with the uh, uh, Batman Catwoman series that Tom King's writing. That's what the Phantasm, right? Uh, Ghostface or whatever. Yeah, was <laughs> that, is, that, is, is that Phantasm from Mask of the Phantasm? I'm not sure. I haven't been reading it, so I yeah, think, yeah. I so I, I think that's. Am I? I think I'm thinking of the right series, yeah. but it's yeah, interesting. I mean, this, the, Harley the, Quinn. Harley yeah. Quinn. There's just out of the it's animated. so weird. Yeah, the division isn't there, you know, where it's sort of like they kind of just pluck things from wherever it works and like That's bring cool. it in and it works and it's cool. And yeah. it's like, oh, I was like, huh, 
who is this character? And it's like, oh, I have not seen this. It's in an animated thing I haven't seen. And But I thought that was cool, actually. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. Like, I can roll with that. I, uh, speaking of the Harley Quinn, I, I read um, the latest issue of Batman. I don't know what yeah. issue number it is, whatever. But And it was okay. It, it was fine. But, um, oh, Chris, Wayne, Wayne says, yes, it is, Chris. So you are right. The Phantasm. Okay. Sorry. So. Um, but okay. uh, the Batman thing, there's this storyline going on in the in in Batman where Harley Quinn is sort of she thinks she's Batman's new sidekick, and it's the it's kind of the best part of the the new storyline. Uh, I would the, read that book, but I was so disappointed <laughs> because I'm like reading it and I'm like, man, she really needs to show up in a Robin suit. Like that was the only thing it was missing is like she needs like some sort of like <laughs> yeah. together homemade Robin costume to really finish this off. So uh, someone needs to get a hold of I think it's Tom Taylor or yeah. one of them. Get them get put 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 because that's the best part of the of the the, the whole rest of the storyline is like some uh scarecrow thing where there's a scarecrow yeah. is is scaring people with yes. Was he gonna poison the city's water? No, (laughs) (laughs) maybe, maybe. But he's doing it without chemicals somehow. That's what? Yeah, that's the twist. Everything's chemicals. Um, it's interesting. I I wanted to go back though, what you were saying though, because it was interesting. I had, um, you know, there's always been this connection. There's a pretty strong connection with comic books and hip hop, Mm -hmm. or whoever, but. I was listening to uh, there's a, a radio program on Sirius XM that I listen to. These two comedians. It's called The Bonfire, and it's uh, Dan Soder uh, who, and uh, Jay Okerson. They're both stand-up comedians, and they do every afternoon. They they have like a two-hour show on Sirius XM, and they crack me up, and and I listen to. Them. But they were talking to today. They happen to be talking to Daryl McDaniel's from Run DMZ, and he was talking about how he was a kid and the only thing and he was like a nerdy smart kid that didn't really like um you know sort of the black music at the time he was more into like rock and roll and he just he's like i just didn't fit in with a lot of what was going on at the time and i didn't fit in with a lot of things in my sort of community and just i was an awkward you know kid he's like except comic books because it was the only place where like a nerdy smart kid had power, whether it was Reed Richards or Peter Parker was the first one he mentioned or, mm-hmm. or, or Tony Stark. And he just, and he talked, he talked a bit about comic books. So it was interesting of like, you know, there's, there's always been that, you know, classic with classic hip hop, that comic book connection. And, and it's such a cool thing. Uh, to keep kind of running into that and 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 i love the fact that they brought that into teen titans go you know uh, whoever whoever the person that had that idea. It, yeah. <laughs> yeah whoever the instigator was yeah right i have i have i have a feeling that they were probably paid well to do it but i also have a feeling that they probably jumped at the opportunity because they're probably comic book fans they probably are i wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't surprise me at all if they and you know and it's it's like, like i said wu-tang i mean they those guys all talk about you know well shit uh red man's doing a marvel podcast he does yeah. 
he he fucking or uh not and no he does method man not red method man, man yeah because he does the marvel method podcast for marvel i mean he and he just talks to comic book creators nice and because he grew up he loves sure. comics you know it's just it, sure. it, it, i think I, don't know I, I think it goes both ways too i mean pisker's hip-hop family tree is one of my favorite comics out of the you know the last you know, what when did that come out probably what six seven years ago something uh, i yeah. feel like longer but yeah. yeah and it's awesome um yeah i i mean it's just i don't know it's just it's always it, it always kind of surprises me a little bit when you find out you know like i said like method man you you know it's like i just wouldn't like that guy really he was a comic book it's like that's awesome that's so you know to to think that you know he was reading comics at the same time that i was well, as a kid i mean we we kind of look at it now uh, the actual you know comic book fans as far as like reading you know comic comic books not like the movie fans it's really niche it's a really niche yeah that's group. what i mean but like yeah. in the 70s and 80s when you know like barack obama was growing up um i mean millions of kids were reading comic books back before gorilla grad tried to assassinate him in legends of tomorrow <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and i know the episode that you're talking about it's great but yeah, I mean, you hear, you know, most of the people that most, especially most of the, the boys who grew up in the 70s and 80s, I mean, comic books were a much bigger part of the culture, I think. They're a little bit oh, more man, widespread. In the 70s and 80s, and, and well, they were there. They were in yeah. seven, and they were in grocery stores. So they were around. So I think, I, yeah, it just, I don't know. It, 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 it just is one of those things where, like you said, growing up thinking, almost being ostracized because I was a comic book fan in the 70s and 80s and sort of mm -hmm. like hiding the fact that I read comic books, certainly in the in the 80s and 90s even, you know, like mm -hmm. in my 20s of like the idea that I still read comic books was kind of crazy, you know, and embarrassing to me. Yeah. Um, and then to take to those image like, swimsuit specials. <laughs> yes, I had many copies. Um, Ooh, like comically opening it. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that was that, I, where it's like, I mean, geez, oh, it's, it's celebrated. And I think that I think that was kind of the secret sauce in why comic book podcast became so popular so quickly in like 2006 or whenever well, there's we. There's more of us. There's it's more. Like, Wait, I can type in to my podcast search engine comic books. Oh my god, there's there's 10 shows and all they do is talk about comic books. So I think it was, you know, something that was a very solitary, you know, existence for fandom. I think even into the early 2000s all of a sudden became, oh my god, there's, you know, we're yeah. all over the place. I search think that was for lonely virgin <laughs> <laughs> well that was the stereotype right you know the uh the 40 year old you know the 40 year old virgin lonely, lonely. I, it wasn't just a stereotype i mean it was uh you know a reality <laughs> it was, <laughs> i was at plenty of uh, comic book conventions terminal virgin i was talking about yourself <laughs> oh no yeah. um so it was a you know stereotype Mm -hmm. uh, no. um, a lot of a lot of, stereo, a lot of a lot of stereotypes ring true. I'm, so, 
Um, did you, uh, either of you guys read The Flash that came out last I week? I did. I, uh, I really liked it. I really, yeah, it was cool. I thought it was a great, um, it surprised me at first and it, and it was, it, 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 it really took me on a roller coaster ride because coming off of into Infinite Crisis, right? We read that Infinite Crisis where it was like, the teaser stories to what was going to happen next in all the books. And the one that was sort of interesting to me. Oh, uh, Infinite Frontier. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Infinite Frontier. The one that was interesting was the Flash one uh, because it was like, okay, Wally's going to be the Flash and Barry's going to go off and explore the frontier. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm sort of interested to read that. And then you pick up this issue and it's like Wally is retiring. <laughs> like, wait, wait a second, what? And so I was almost like pissed off at first, but then I realized, like, oh, this is a classic, like Silver Age sort of like we got gotcha you kind of yeah. story. You know what I mean? Like, and and Wally, you know, is he he says he's going to retire, and then he gets thrown back in time because he's mm-hmm. out. Him and him and Barry go on. You know the, their last race together. Wally's going to basically the retire, setup is Wally yeah. wants to retire. He's done. He doesn't want to do it anymore. Barry can be the Flash, and Wally wants to give up his Speed Force. So they're going to go on one last race together, Barry and Wally. And of course, things go crazy. Something weird happens with the yeah. Speed Force, and they're separated. And Wally's thrown back in time, uh, and, and to like the prehistoric era. And there's like dinosaurs and there's a speed force velociraptor that chases him around yeah. and it's so fun and awesome like caveman flash yeah there's a caveman he's caveman flash and in the meantime barry is you know working with his friends using science to try and figure out what yeah, happened well, to wally yeah. and how to get him mm-hmm. back and i'm like this is a this is a this is fucking flash this is a flash book this is what i want yeah. this is what i've been wanting out of a a flash book for so long and uh, but it but like i said at first they really got me because i'm like are you fucking kidding me they just told us that wally was going to be the flash and now they've already changed his mind their their mind (laughs) they're going back from that but it was it was this even like the image the first page you open it up and it's like you know wally holding his head is like i quit and it and it took me a minute to realize it was this classic sort of comic book thing. And I'm like, that's so cool. Yeah. They, they absolutely yeah. got me. And I loved it. And I hope, I hope that this book goes on. It's like, and, and I wrote a, a, a short review for top of the stack that you can read on Patreon about it. Um, nice. But the, one of the things that was like, well, what's the point of having infinite universes? If you're not going to have infinite, flash. multiple yeah. flashes running around, you know, in mm-hmm. time and and, different, and so, yeah, it was just, it was so fun and, and such a classic sort of comic book, comic book. Uh, and, and it felt so much like an homage to the silver age flash stuff uh, that, that I loved it. And I just, I'm like, I don't care who's the flash. I keep them both. You know, if it's this good, I, you know, do whatever you want with them. Like, like uh, I really enjoyed that issue. I, I, I was, I, I, but I was interested to know what you felt because I know, you know, obviously you're a frat, our flash resident flash. Yeah. I liked expert. it better than the, I didn't like the future state flash stories that much. It had like a, a cool hook to it, you know, of 
Barry using the rogue's weapons to try and stop like a, a Wally who's out of control. Right. But it was sort of like, eh, you know, and then it was like the lack of hope was the enemy. And it was just like, oh, but this was, you know, much more fun and very quick paced and jumping around very quickly. And uh, it still had like nice character moments as well of like, you know, green arrow, not exactly being super, uh, understanding of what Wally's going through and, you know, sort of being a dick in sort of classic Green Arrow fashion. fashion. But also just, you know, anytime you can have Barry Allen, like, casually mention that he contacted President Superman <laughs> from the... <laughs> to get help from one of the, you know, other Earths. It's always a good thing, you know, whenever you can just... It's not even a major part. It's just like, oh, yeah, of course, President Superman, he'll, you know, he'll ask him for advice. And how to find Wally in time. So, yeah, I dug it. I thought it was cool. I don't know. Uh, Jeremy Adams is the writer uh, mm-hmm. of this issue. I don't, I don't know anything really about him, but he must be a Flash fan. I mean, there's, there's no way that he... Um, oh, he's a screenwriter, and he wrote... Uh, he's written on Teen Titans Go and Teen Titans... Uh-huh. Uh, Oh wait, teen, he wrote Teen Titans Go versus Teen Titans and Monkey Kid. Uh so he's done a bunch of animated stuff for DC. That explains why it was fun. Uh to yeah. some but okay, so that's who Jeremy Adams said. Well, I I All right, let's do it. And then, you know, in the end, he you have a a cool reference to an entirely different sort of flash type, right. you know, like he's in the future. You know, it's very like yeah. They, it's they, cool. They threw in a lot for Flash fans, and yeah. I it pretty good, pretty well done. So that was my that was my top of the stack. And Wally is like he's quantum leaping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, I just it's like quantum leap. Yeah, that he was just like you know, okay, let's get. I, I can't even remember now who all he got to help. But it was yeah, we'll get uh, President Superman. We'll get. Mr. Terrific, we'll get yeah, Mr. Terrific, yeah. and it's just like you know, and like using science to try and figure out you know where what happened to Wally. They're triangulating through the speed force and you know, Wally, all this yeah. sort of crazy speed force science talk, and it's just like yes, that's that's that should be part of a Flash mm-hmm. uh, comic book almost every time. I think I, I don't know if you can possibly do that, but it should live in the moment, live in the now, Sal. Just enjoy it now that you have it. Uh, one more comment from Wayne. He said, uh, I'm not going to pronounce Wayne's last name anymore because I don't think I know how he should phonetically write it out. But he said, we know, we now know that Sal recorded those image swimsuit issues on a secret <laughs> tape. <laughs> There's like slowly panning down like the Sal, Sal didn't know it at the time, was... but he, he invented the Ken Burns effect. I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm, I'm, I was doing uh cartoonist Kate Fabe. Uh, podcast episodes long before they were <laughs> slowly when they image swimsuit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Sal, you mentioned uh, Patreon. What a weird a little- fucking thing <laughs> to explain to somebody. <laughs> the swimsuit issue of Image the- Comics. <laughs> so yeah, it's like these real sexy ladies, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but they're not real, right? No, they're just drawn. Yeah. Hey man, did you see the the, the you know the original art one? 
Do it over. Uh, what was her name? The the bunny rabbit from Space Jam. Look at the people that got <laughs> oh, oh, yes. sexy Lola bunny rabbit. Oh God, it's creepy. It's disturbing. Wait a minute. I can't masturbate to yeah. this slightly oh, rabbit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. righty then. What happened to my? <laughs> what happened to that sexy rabbit? <laughs> and then you find out it's Bugs Bunny dressed as a woman. Hey, whoa, it always happens. It always happens, man. You think you found a sexy rabbit, sexy lady rabbit? It's just Bugs Bunny. Oh, they should have done that. They should. They should have done that in Space Jam too. Have Have Lola come out, and then it's and she's just all it's Bugs. This really sexy scene, and then. It's Bugs Bunny. Uh, I can't wait for new, the the new Space Jam. My, <laughs> no. son's very, my son's very excited for for. Have you guys been watching the original Space Jam? Yes. To watch the original. get hyped up. He enjoys it. I can't. I, I can't. I don't like LeBron. I just. I just. I'm not a LeBron fan. I've I've warmed to him over Have the you? years. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, I have to give him credit for being like, you know, he's never had any problems or issues or you know he's been like super socially engaged and seems to be an actual decent person you know starts schools and stuff it's just the old man in me i know it's 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 also why you hate john cassidy it is no well that's a whole different he's a (laughs) cocksucker he he (laughs) (laughs) oh no I don't hate John Cassidy. He's a fine young man. Oh, Wayne just brought up Omaha the Cat Dancer. Yes. What? <laughs> if we're talking about sexy, weird comic. Do you guys remember Omaha the Cat Dancer? I do not remember. No. Uh, you got to look it Omaha, up. I got to look. Yeah. What is Omaha the Cat Dancer? Is, is that from Image? Uh, it's like. Uh, I remember the stripper character. Um, Oh, this is Reed Waller, Omaha. I don't, I don't remember that at all. I don't think I've ever seen this. Wayne, you're freaking me out here now. <laughs> this is. Uh... Oh, I do kind of remember that. Uh, yeah, super hypersexualized cat. <laughs> all right, it's weird. It's another weird thing to explain to somebody. It's What's this yeah. comic book about. about? It's uh, like a sexy cat. Wow. Really? Uh, I'm going to share the screen here. Oh, you mean like Catwoman? No. No. <laughs> no, I mean like a cat woman. I mean, this is a, this is a very graphic uh, representation here. On the, yeah, there's, she's a... Uh, yeah. Next week, oh, wow. we're going to talk about sexy comics. Oh, wow. This one's only nudity. Is this a what is it? who made this? Amerotica. <laughs> Reed Waller and Kate Worley with James Vance. What is this? <laughs> My goodness. My goodness. This will okay, be, be the one time that my mother-in-law yeah. ever tunes in to the live feed. Hey, what we do every week is we break down the sexiest comics. <laughs> I uh, three guys. I have to admit, I'm, I'm a bit of a prude when it comes to erotic comics. I'm I'm sort mm-hmm. of prudish. I don't know why. It's it is. I don't want. I don't want any type of sex in my comic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <I thought> that, <laughs> Like well, I'm a, none of it. I'm a Oddly, huge, yeah, 
Jenkin fan, mm -hmm. but like Black Kiss is I don't this, this is no I don't need this I don't need porn comics this is what is this I don't uh, I'm, I'm Alan Moore's uh, uh, Lost uh, Girls I was like Lost yeah Girls. he probably has the hardcover of Lost I Girls do, somewhere but, in, ah, the I do I, of course <laughs> I do I have it all but I, I don't think I've actually read it all eh, no. I think I did yeah I have I, it I've read it I don't enjoy it I did not like a moment of it. <laughs> Yeah, do I have every issue of Omaha the Cat Dancer? Yeah, I do. Listen, of course, I'm a collector. Tom. <laughs> there are it's art. Do I enjoy it? No, I don't. <laughs> I reluctantly have it all bagged and boarded. Wait, I have one reserved issue bagged and boarded, and one that's for reading. <laughs> yes. When I reread the entire series every year, I'm disgusted, <laughs> horrified by it. It revolted. It is it's revolting, but it is my duty. My duty. The connoisseur <laughs> of comics. I'm, someone must read these sexy comics. <laughs> oh, wow. Wayne says he's older than us. Wayne's, he says he, it's, it helps being older than you guys. Oh, wow. Wayne, you're old. You're, you're really old. Old timey wow. sexy. What are you? What are you still doing up, Wayne? You should yeah. go to bed. Yeah. Thank you, Wayne, for participating. Thank you for mentioning Omaha the Cat Dancer. I'm glad. Yes, we, we appreciate all your comments. All right, Chris. Sorry, I do. We derailed. The no, 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 no. I, I know. What's the word. Uh, time for Chris, uh, Chris's sexy comic of the week? <laughs> the hot comic. Boner time. Big girls. Big girls. I'm going to talk about this next week because we are we're well oh, okay. over an hour. We're right, we, and we've signed up. The atmosphere is uh, all wrong. And we'll yeah. uh, we'll keep uh, the the outro stuff uh, kind of short. The big thing, uh, if you if you enjoy this, if you would like more around comics content, go to Patreon.com/slash Around Comics, and you'll get stuff like Tom's one man show, Tom versus the Freedom Fighters. I've got some interviews coming up on Thirty Minutes with Sal. Does Future Stacks? We got and... red light. We got red light around comics. Where we talk about erotic. <laughs> Red light district. <laughs> Red light district. Extremely butter. Wait, I'm sorry, Chris. I have to extend. Nope, the I, I nope, had a nope. trucker. I had a trucker moment. Oh God! I, no, this is real. Yeah. So, I so yesterday I leave work, and I'm sitting in the parking lot in my car, waiting to turn the 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 road in front of my office, mm -hmm. four lanes, two going each way. And I'm sitting there waiting to turn left, and there's traffic, 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 and I can't turn left. And then there's almost a moment where I can turn, but then there's a semi-truck coming, white semi-truck. And I'm like, okay, I'll just wait for it to pass. And I look down at my radio, and as it's passing, I hear boom! I hear this huge bang. And I look up, and two of its wheels come off of the truck, fly across bounding across three lanes of traffic up a hill and through a fence of the business <laughs> next door. And I'm like, what did I just see? And the trucker doesn't even slow down. Fucking keeps going. Never stops. Just gone. And I'm like, Oh my God, I can't believe it. Luckily there was no traffic. There was nobody yeah. here. Nobody standing. Yeah. Anywhere. He could have killed. He could have. Yeah. If it came the other way, he could have killed me. I mean, it was. <laughs> it freaked me out. But I was like, "Oh my god, that those truckers, like rogue trucker." <laughs> yeah, he doesn't give a fuck, and he's just. 
and, you immediately, and you immediately thought, oh man, I got to talk about this on the show. Yeah, I'm gonna to love this. Cut to the cab of the truck. The truck driver distracted by an issue of of image swimsuit. <laughs> He's just like, yeah. What was that? Maha the cat? <laughs> he's, he's reading a Maha the cat dancer while trying. Be a trucker. That would one be hand, he's got it open with one hand, and he's steering with the other, and he's like, oh. Oh, yeah, that may have been that's... the only place that you could oh, buy that comic. Oh, oh. Stops. He's just sweating, dabbing this <laughs> with a bandana. Oh man, with a red bandana. This comic is too hot, spicy, spicy. Ooh, I like me some feline. I like me some. Yeah, the dude never even hit his brakes. Did not, did not even slow down. Just kept going, and uh, yeah, the tires are still across the road, sitting. Oh, they're still sitting there. They're still sitting there today. They were still sitting there next to the broken fence that it took out. Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was insane. It was one of the craziest things I've ever seen. Like, and you've before. been driving Chicago highways your entire adult life. Yeah. It was just, I mean, but like, seriously, it was, it was pure luck. Cause it's a pretty busy. Well, Chris, you know, that, that street's pretty busy usually at five o'clock. Where was There's, it? It was right outside of uh, body solid. Oh, it was. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, our old office. So it was, it, it's uh, a pretty busy street usually. And it was just, I mean, we did, we do have video cameras outside the building. Mm -hmm. so they actually were able to pull it up the, the next day because the people across the street came and asked still, still mcadam right the nurse uh, the yeah. nursery yeah yeah and um inside sal and chris's <laughs> private yeah. life where we used to work i'll send yeah. you the address now everyone knows where i work uh there's um uh video you see the truck you see the tire go and two seconds later there's a pickup truck coming the other way so i mean two seconds difference and he would have killed the guy in a pickup truck. Like, Jesus, it, just, yeah. it was crazy. Uh, so I just kept thinking, like, how many times a year does that happen? <laughs> you know, like, how many times does two giant tires come Comes flying off? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Am I? Like, what the fuck? It's, concern it's concerning. Why are we letting these things on the road? They're dangerous and psychotics drive them. What mm -hmm. the hell? Obviously, it's a safe place for serial killers and axe murderers. Yeah. These They're all truck drivers. Sex-addled lunatics mm -hmm. reading their cat names. Now they comments. all know where I work. So They're, <laughs> They're going to come for you, my friend. It's like I know what you did last summer, Sal. You wake up with a tire in your bed. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. All right. So that was yes. sorry. I had to. I had to. Uh, I understand. Uh, Patreon.com. Uh, check that out. Um, yeah, Thank you. you know the show? Mm -hmm. Go ahead. Thank you, Michael Fedoris for being a patron. He oh, awesome. Thank you. Yes. Uh, it helps us pay for this, and, and it's a lot of content for not a whole lot of cash. We know that uh, there's a lot of a lot of different places out there for you to uh, um, be a patron of, and we really appreciate you picking us. Absolutely. All right. That's what I got. I'm going to talk about big girls next week, and probably I got, I got a bunch of trades here. Um, so if you're playing at home, I've got big girls. I've got uh, we only find them when they're dead. That's uh, the Al Ewing, the uh, Immortal Hulk writer. And uh, I'm going to finish up 
a remender scumbag, which is out in trade now. Scumbags. Yeah. Freaking, so yeah. it's a freaking scumbag. <laughs> I don't know why that. <laughs> scumbag. Mike Diodato. Mike Diodato. Hey, Junior. If want, yeah, if you want to hear Sal do more um, uh, voices and uh, accents, you can uh, check out ACD and D, which is not this, not this Thursday. No, next, next Thursday. Every other Thursday. Every other Thursday. So. I uh, yeah, I got to figure out how I'm gonna do a show next week. I might have some issues, but we'll figure it out. Uh, right. Yeah, ACD and D is a blast. It is. It's fun. All right, so you got all that. Um, yeah, we'll be back next Tuesday, our regular time, eight o'clock Central Standard Time for the live video feed. Um, and uh, if you're listening to this in the podcast, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back then. In the meantime, in between time, thank you. We'll be everywhere in and around. around. Yeah,